You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show podcast, Sin's place for all things sex, health, relationships, and identity. So, so, so scandalous. My name is Felicity Tang. I'm Tess Johnson. And I'm Jack Misson. And we're here with you for the next, I don't know, two hours? Well, not really two hours. Two more, one hour, hours. One hour and 50 minutes. Yes, there we've we had go. a slightly later start today, but we've still got a couple of hours full of sexy content for you today. Mm. Um, we'll just start off the show uh, introducing ourselves, uh, telling yes. us a little little bit telling you all a little bit about us so yes. I'll start with me um, I'm Tess I'm 21 I'm straight and I am in a straight female and I'm in a long-term relationship I am Felicity Tang I am 21 I am bi and yes this is pretty much what I love doing every Sunday doing the Naughty Root Show Hampson Nation and I'm Jack, as we said earlier. I am straight and I am single at the moment. So anyone who's interested in a relationship, by all means, hit us up on the Tumblr, thenaughtyrudeshow.com.au or thenaughtyrudeshow.com forward slash ask. Ask me out. I don't care. Yeah, Jack Jack is single, ready to mingle. So totally. that's our Tumblr page, mm. thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Yes. And as always, Jack's number is 04... Okay. <laughs> I was always going to dump you guys. Oh, come on. Don't be like oh, that. No, yeah. I know. Just We're trying, trying to, to hook you up here. Just sharing the love. Yeah, totally. Really. And it's hilarious because I was speaking to our um, our representative, that's our flagship um, rep, uh, politics show here on Sin Nation, um, and she said to me, hey, why don't you set up a, um, um, a dating profile like, and like get people to like, like go on a date with you and use that as like pre-recorded radio breaks. I was like... I'm not really. I'm not really ready for that yet. <laughs> I was like, it was okay, Cupid. I think it was. And OK Cupid like, is the best. Yeah, I reckon I, it is the best for dating websites. And I was looking at it. I was going, I can't do this anymore. So I was like, I'm not doing it. I refuse to do it. Oh, <laughs> well, I feel like, yep. Yeah, sometimes the the dating the dating online can be a bit can be a bit much. Yes, I, yeah. Uh, back in the day, before I. Uh, before I was in a relationship, I did use Tinder for a bit, and I, I used it as a bit of social experiment to just mm. to see um, what kind of people people are looking for, and that was a bit of fun, but I never really used it um, to... I never considered using it for radio content. Yeah, well... So that's a, that's an idea. We'll, yeah. we'll keep you posted, but we do have... We've got one show left, so we better be quick. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, Seven days to go. I know, right? But today's show, yeah. um, as we said, we've got a couple of hours of juicy content for you. <laughs> the start of the show, um, of course, in between all of the questions that you lovely folks send in, <laughs> we'll be talking a bit about, I guess... Um, different role models in in like film, in literature. So yeah. that might be like the Disney movies that we grew up watching, maybe some story tales that we um, read growing up. But we'll be talking about the different way uh, people are represented, mm-hmm. but basically talking a lot about representation in them and what we what we think is good about this. Yes. We'll just be we'll be breaking it down. Yeah, breaking it down. Totally. And speaking of breaking it down. Mm. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Yes. <laughs> well, what we're going to do is we're going to mix things up a little bit here. We would usually go to a song. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the theme because we didn't get to play that. So I'm going to play the theme and then we're going to chuck it to a song. You're on the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. Baby Got Back. And that was Baby Got Back by... By Sir Mix-A-Lot, of all things. You're on the Naughty Sir Root Show. Mix-a-Lot. Sin Nation. What a sexy name, isn't it? I know. And what a sexy Whoops. night we have. We do. Thank you for joining us all this lovely Sunday evening. 
Mm. And we're going to jump into some really important stuff right now, and it's on role models, and more so just gender role models in film or in life, in life even. And film, I find, literature, yeah. media, beyond. Yeah, totally. So if we look at it first off and we go, all right, well, let's look at movies first, because that seems to be where most people have representation. Well, look, well, off the top of my it's head. An accessible, go, it's an accessible place for everyone, I yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. a lot of people watch movies. Mm. From a young age, yes, they, well, it's one of the one of the first forms of media that people are. Uh, it's kind of interesting now because often when I go past cars um, in the tunnel or whatever or traffic, mm. you see kids watching TV on the back of the seats on yeah. an iPad. Oh, I don't know if I that's, like that. I don't really like the idea, but you know that's pretty cool, isn't it? Technology, so technology basically, yeah. like yeah, at all ages, even yeah. even now as a as a you know a twenty one year old gal. Yeah. I'm exposed to like you know various different movies or different TV shows, and as whether or not we think that we're affected by, I guess the messages that they send out, mm. we all are. And I think yep. the earlier, I think it's just so important that they have, you know, that every kind of person is represented and not sort of pigeonholed into a type of, um, into a, you know. Pigeonholed. Yeah, yeah exactly yes. right. Um, and so I guess what I, what I, the bone that I would like to pick with you guys yes. is that whether you think that the role models that we have grown up with or that are still, um, that we're still exposed to, whether mm. they're sending a positive message that is inclusive to yeah. people of all different types of, you know, mm. uh, gender, sexuality, etc., etc. It's an interesting one because it's quite unfortunate. And I like to think of this show as a Kim Kardashian free zone, but the sad thing is... <laughs> The, thing, the sad thing is, my brain jumped to her first. And I don't know why, but it, it just happened. But that's it, a reality show, though, Jack. It is, but if we look at this, and if we look at her as a as, as a, a brand, as a brand and as a person... And I'm, she is. She, she is, is a brand. brand. She, she is. A brand. I think she, she can come in. She can she, come and play in this realm there you go. as okay. a role model. Exactly. Well, like their role, I find. Because if we look at her, it seems to be... she's very. It's very much materialistic in the way that she is portrayed and... Well, I was going to say the people around her as well, but it's her as a whole. It's very materialistic. I want the fame. I want the paparazzi around me. And is that the kind of role model that we want for our young girls Here's the to thing embody? You, said, you know, her as a whole, that is the key thing you mm. said. Yep. Her as a whole, from, uh, from afar, you'd be like, oh, yeah, she's materialistic. Mm. But if I really pick at it and really, like, dive into it, yep. she does play a really, really good role model mm. for business women or emerging business yes. women because I look up to her as someone who is good at business. Yes. I look at her Instagram and she's constantly promoting her stuff. Mm. It's, even though it doesn't work, she still <laughs> promotes it. Uh, well, I mean, it doesn't. You say it, it doesn't, doesn't work, but but it, it does. Works for some it does. people, it can yeah. be a placebo effect. I don't know. Yes. But she, not gonna lie, she is pretty great at um, being a businesswoman. Mm. Same as her sisters, Kylie Jenner. Look at her lip kits, selling like wildfire. Yeah, but is it? But is the re- the reason why? Are we look? Are we? Buying her items because of her and the influence that she has, or because of the actual product influence. that she's yeah. So why else would you buy a you know a makeup thing that doesn't have like marketing behind it? Well, you know? it's, also, it's also a good point. But if we look at it, and we also well, if we look at that's in, in pop culture, and I can't think off the top of my head any sort of other well any other women in pop culture that you know that you would idolize or take your life after. Or B. Look, if JLo were to sell me jeans, I would buy that jeans. Why would t- JLo has a good butt? Ah, mm? oh, well, well, she likes big butts. And you can't like, no, okay, I was just trying to make some reference Bush. there. It didn't work. <laughs> um, what about what about like people role models that we've grown up with? 
So oh, I mean, yeah. from the from the earlier from the earlier point. So earlier point. my my first exposure to you know the big the big world of mm. of Hollywood or maybe yes. you know even story storybooks that I'd read as a kid. Yes. Um, what you kind of see in many cases is you have you know you have. Sleeping Beauty. She's yep. lying there. She's waiting for for her prince to come mm-hmm. in quite a passive way. Literally, she is yes. asleep, mm. um, <laughs> waiting for someone to come um, wake her up and mm-hmm. save her from her slumber. Yes. Um, and you have they sort of set these um, bias, um, you know, these these stereotypes up. So women yep. are either passive and yes. asleep, you know, passive and helpless, mm. or yep. witches. And men yeah. are always these stoic, the knight in shining no, armor, always and handsome. That you know, it's. But yeah, I think I think it's tough, and it sets these really unrealistic standards for mm. um, for young girls, for for men as yes. well. Because who's always going to be the have the prince charming? Yeah. But for my own personal, because I'm certainly not. Um, oh mm. come on, Jack, don't be like that. <laughs> Here's the thing, Tess. Do you reckon it sets a bad example for girls of this era rather than mm. girls from in the past, like maybe in the 1950s or whatever? Yes, I think mm. I think. In both ways, nowadays we do have a bigger range of role models available, yeah. and I think yes. most most people in most types of pop culture are trying to be a lot more inclusive. Like mm. you'll see and that's that, great. It, and, and it is really great. Yeah. But yep. in so many ways, whether it's really obviously in your face or whether it's it's subtle, these there are still. <laughs> So many people sort of enforcing these ideas of what we should be like. We should be, you know, girls should be wearing their little, you know, cute pink outfits. And I don't the think they really do it nowadays, do they? Oh, oh, they? I, I really, I they do. I mean, if you walk into the kids section of any, oh yeah, I know. They really, you know, girls are pink and fluffy and boys are... Uh, blue. Blue, blue and trucks. Now, you mentioning that because I remember I was in New Zealand doing a road trip um, down mm-hmm. south and yeah. I went to the grocery store and they are selling big pants for women, for hair. Okay. And I was like, they look exactly the same like a normal blue pen but just in purple. Wow. And that just got me going like, what? what is this? It's the same pen. It doesn't give you endorphins or whatever. It doesn't exude endorphins. It's just a freaking purple pen. Yeah, right. I, I mean, but at the end of the day, but also it's interesting. If we look at that and we go, if a woman was using a pen to sign a contract or something like that, if she was using a blue pen, would we look at it differently? Or if she was, if she was using a pink pen, would she go, oh, she's using a pink pen. She's abiding by the stereotype of woman using pink things. Yeah, is it I mean, like breaking the mold using a blue pen, which is every well. I mean, I mean, in most places, if you're filling out filling out a form, you've got to use the the blue old or black. blue, blue the or old black blue pen. But in but in general, I think it's 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 getting a lot better, mm. and there are it many is. examples which we will break down for you later in the show yes. of you know positive moves that are happening that are breaking down these barriers that are yes. including people of all different um, all. You know, different just people who don't fit a stereotypical mold of of anything, whether this is age, whether this is gender, whether this is sexuality, whether mm. this is people who are able able bodied people with disabilities, like yeah. you know, every every person mm. isn't represented in these in these spheres and in a lot of the, at least a lot of the um, you know the media that I've been exposed to, yeah. all these movies, all these books, they don't represent everyone, and it no. kind of sends out a message of what you should or shouldn't be like. Mm. But, although, although that is changing over time, though. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying is there are more examples, but it's still got a real long way to go. Yes. So I would, yeah, we will be breaking down this a little bit more. Mm. 
But in the meantime, we've got a bit of a banger for you. Yeah, we've got promiscuous. Now, this is this is amazing. Is, is it even promiscuous? It's not Lady Marmalade of all things. Well, it's a promiscuous song. It's a promiscuous well, it's, song. It's along the same stream, but it's very lovely. So you're listening yeah. to the Naughty Rude Show. On Sin Nation with Felicity, Jack and Tess. Hello. Lady Marmalade by Christina Aguilera on the Naughty Rude Show this Sunday night. Well, don't Ooh. forget, we also had Lil Kim, Ma- Lil Kim, Maya and Pink in that song too. Yes, of Very course. sexy uh, combo there. Yes. Jack Love a bit of Lady Marmalade. Well. Thank you, I try. Yeah, he's doing his... Uh, I'm he's actually going to creep his, my own... I'm he's, he's doing his sexy then. voice. Oh, don't... <laughs> no, we're creep all, yourself We're out. very much into it. We are very much into it, Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, so just continuing on. So we've yes. been talking about... Um, you know, role models in... Yep. Um, in movies, in, in, in film, in, in life. In pop culture and yep. life. And specifically in the, the sphere of pop culture. Yes. We were talking a little bit about the positive moves that are happening. Um, and so... We had a couple of um, couple of examples yes. of some uh, of some positive moves. Recent in recent years, we've had um, Disney, who are yes. traditionally some offenders of not a particularly good kind of sending no. out these pretty maybe some narrow minded stereotypes. Maybe is that that's maybe not a little bit lightly. the white Anglo woman, the really? white white Anglo woman who's woman and the the white Anglo man who is. The, the knight in shining armor, literally. So they're not—they're not always that. Um, they don't branch out. They're no. not so representative. But in recent no. years, they have—they um, have been doing a bit more of that. I did have an idea, though. I just had an idea. I'm sorry to cut you off. It's extremely rude. I, I'm reprimanding myself for that. But I'm thinking Pocahontas straight away. Po- Pocahontas from Disney. What? What about it? Jack? So she was one of the first first POC people or characters represented in. In these sorts of films, and sure, she might not be. A, she's she's a heroine. More sure, she probably wasn't saving someone from a. Uh, I'm speaking off the top of my head here because I actually haven't seen Pocahontas. But, <laughs> but that being said, the the principle still says she was one of the first POC women um, to be represented in these sorts of movies. So she was, but I think the the, the idea is more that how these particular people are, are portrayed, yes. portrayed exactly. Mm-hmm. And so in, in recent years, we've had, you know, we've, we've just recently had the re-release of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yes. I love that Beauty movie. and yep. the Beast. Beautiful. I mean, it's a classic. It's, um, you know, it's close to uh, a lot of people, yep. a lot of people's hearts. Um, and... It has got a lot of, um, it's got. A, I mean, it's got a lot of feedback in from in various different mm. ways. Some good, some bad, yep. but in a good way. Mostly it has good. been, yeah, in mostly good. It has been. It's gotten great uh, feedback in terms of being quite an inclusive, inclusive film in terms of people who are represented in it. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I mean, traditionally, um, Belle in Beauty and the Beast, yes. she she didn't have a whole lot of depth to her as no, a character, but Emma sure. Watson, um, who is a very, um, who's a very strong, powerful uh, Woman, yes. feminist, she is. Um, she speaks out on a lot of different, um, a lot of different issues, and she likes to empower people through yes, education. She oh, she's just fantastic! She's just amazing. But I really think that she she did a lot for that role in developing a little bit further for, um, yeah, for for Belle and yes. send out some good messages. What do you think? I think yeah, I agree with you. I I haven't seen the the remake of Beauty and the Beast, but I have seen the original, and I agree. I think that um, as we say, Belle is shallow, but I think that. Yeah, I'm basically just echoing originally, what you just said. Yeah, originally, originally. Yeah, originally, yeah. But of course, you've got to remember that back when that film was originally released many, many years ago, that was the norm of how women were portrayed on film and how 
and what kind of situations they find themselves in. They find themselves in a dangerous situation, they need the, the prince or the knight in shining armor to save them. So I feel like that we are progressing, which is good. Exactly. What are your thoughts, Felicity? Um, I'm, I'm pretty mixed, to be honest. With the old Beauty and the Beast, you said she was a bit shallow. I'd like to know, I'd like to, you know, discuss that. What do you mean by shallow? A bit shallow is as in she didn't have a whole lot of storyline behind her as in she was the That's she was true, the, she yeah. was she herself she was the daughter of an inventor mm-hmm. she yes she, she liked to read but you know, that's sort of all we got from her. Whereas in the in the recreation of the story, she is the daughter of an inventor, but she's an inventor herself. She loves to read, but she also loves to encourage other young girls in the village to read. And the reason that she's an outcast in the village is because she sort of breaks the mould of being a woman who might sit at home and, you know, take up the first suitor mm-hmm. who, you know, offers their hand to her in marriage. Mm-hmm. So she has... She is she's a dream, you know, and she's mm. not going to settle for the first thing like many other girls in this uh, French provincial town yeah. might do. <laughs> so that that's I guess what I mean about her having a lot more depth. I'm not to say that the first one, the first original Belle is shallow per se, but uh-huh. they've developed her character to give her more agency. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. I I really did enjoy the remake cuz um as you know, she in the movie as well, she was, um, sorry, the remake, she was an inventor as well. She was co-making a music box, which, you know, in hindsight, back in those days, girls aren't allowed to work that much, I think. Um, no, it was, it was frowned upon that women should be at home, you know, scrubbing the floors and doing the dishes. So I feel like, you know, we, again... Gender roles and yeah, gender roles. Not the not the breadwinner. You know, the men were the breadwinners back in those days. But mm. we're progressing on that, which is good. Yeah, and another really um, another um, way that the, the the movie has sort of progressed further is their representation of people, a variety of people from different backgrounds. So, um, as we've mentioned earlier, Disney has always been yeah has mostly represented or whitewashed a lot of different films, but. Um, yeah, so in, in Beauty and the Beast, we've got um, Disney's first openly gay character, LeFou. They did definitely hype that up. I think they probably made a, you know, a bigger deal of, a, you know, a bigger deal of that than it was really just a tiny little moment that most people wouldn't have looked, looked twice at. Yeah. But it was nice that, that they did. Um, LeFou is a lovable character. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, of course. And they also had a lot of different people of colour in their cast represented as well. So Yeah. I think this will be the first time I've actually seen a person of colour or like a, a black woman singing one of the most beautiful songs of Disney who's, which I've ever made. Singing, you know, at the end, just portraying her singing right there. I think, I thought that was beautiful. Um, so it is nice, I guess, in the way that they have brought it forward mm. but we have another another move forward that is happening in the sphere so we've talked about how um how yes how like you know disney for example they always have a way a certain way that they will represent mm-hmm. people and they'll have you know the stories where the um where the women the damsels damsels in distress in many cases and then the prince and shining armor will come and save the day mm. but recently there's been a um been a release of this book, which uh, which is called Rebel Girls, Ooh. and we have we have various different thoughts about this. Yeah, I have a few thoughts. I mostly I agree on the idea of it. 
So yeah, what what is the? We'll talk a little bit about the idea first. Definitely. So Rebel Girls, is, the idea of it is that. Um, as we were talking about in the past, storybooks are all about ooh fairy tales, girls and guys, or guys rescuing the girls from um, distress. And Rebel Girls is about releasing books which uh, contains role models of you know like Amelia Earhart or you know Frida Kahlo, uh, Frida, yeah, people like them. So yeah, the the idea is that instead of um, showing girls that their only role models can be Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty or Belle from Beauty and the Beast, it's giving them a more a different a different take of what it takes to be a woman. So you can be this absolute awesome artist, for example, like Frida Kahlo or all of these different roles. So they're showing they're really showing that in a more broad sense. Rebel Girls. Um, that book, however, I find it is it, it is pretty great, but like, we're just going to play a little clip of the um, um, Rebel Girls, the founders of Rebel Girls, um, talking about the story uh, behind it. Some might agree, some might disagree, but you know, you, you be the judge of it. Cinderella were a guy. Once upon a time, there was a boy named Cinderfella. He lived with his evil stepfather and ugly stepbrothers. One day, his stepfather got an invitation. But Cinderfella's ugly stepbrothers were jealous of his beauty. They didn't want Cinderfella to go, so they tore apart his suit. Cinderfella wept and wept. Suddenly, a fairy godfather appeared. He gave Cinderfella a new suit and glass loafers. When Cinderfella arrived at the ball, the princess asked him to dance. Oh no, his curfew! The next day, the princess sent her servant to search for Cinderfella. When Cinderfella tried the loafer on, it fit perfectly. So the princess married Cinderfella. And they lived happily ever. Hi, I'm Elena Favilli. And I'm Francesca Cavallo. Recently, I realized that not a single story I read growing up featured a girl who took her destiny in her hands and made something on her own without the help of a prince, a brother, or a mouse. By the time girls reach elementary school, they already have less confidence than boys. Why is that? They say that if you can see it, you can be it. But what happens when you never see someone like you making the headlines? What happens when all that you see around you is movies, cartoons, books, TV shows, dominated by men? We decided we had to do something about it. That's why we created this book. It's 100 stories of real women who have achieved incredible things despite all odds. Astronauts, chefs, painters, judges, tennis players, extraordinary women who have changed and are changing the course of history in every field imaginable. We call it Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. It's the book we wish we had when we were children. 
Get it for your daughter, your niece, your friend's daughter. Every girl you know deserves to grow up thinking that she can be anything she wants. Alright, so that was a video about Rebel Girls, which is a new storybook that's come out that is sort of sending out different types of stories for, um, for young girls rather than the traditional storybooks. It's interesting well, that it's breaking the mould. I like it. I like it too. What are your thoughts, Felicity? I like the idea of it. Um, but, to be honest, just the way they're selling it didn't really get me on... That didn't, didn't make me feel right. Didn't resonate with you so much? No, because what, what I get it is that, oh, all fairy tales, all storybooks tend, uh, are not for girls to read because, you know, they don't portray women as a brave, strong young woman. They just portray them as, you know, weak or whatever. And I, I disagree. Like, um, we were talking about this the other day as well with my culture back in those days you know I read the books you know old fairy tales and I enjoyed the books I've grown up I'm 21 and I know what I want I know I want to be strong I know I want to be brave to be fair you know it would be nice to um, have something like Rebel Girls to um, help me or inspire me to be those sort of thing but at the same time in hindsight, when I was at that age, I probably didn't think too much about it. I read it as a fun recreational thing. Yeah, I'm the same. I really liked having the classic stories, but I like how something like Rebel Girls is giving another option. Definitely. So it gives people not just the you have to be this kind of way or, you know, the, the traditional fairy tales that a lot of um, young girls grow up with or young people grow up with. Rebel Girls is giving it a different option to show that they can be you know, can be different to, you know, the the, the tr more traditional yeah. Yeah. role models that we get in fairy tales and such. Yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump right away from fairy tales and chuck on some pussycat dolls. Yes. What a segue. I Not so this. smooth. We've gone from <laughs> Disney to the dolls. But you're listening to uh, the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. Naughty Rude Show with Tess, Felicity and Jack. And we just thought that we'd go into our Tumblr and answer some of your questions at com forward slash ask. If you've got any questions for us, you can submit them anonymously as well. So that just takes a bit of the shame out. If you're feeling a little bit shame, but we don't judge here. Okay, so you can ask anything you like. And we've got one question here that we just, it's a pretty good one to start on actually for Sunday. Hey guys, do you, th um, yeah. Hey guys, what do you think are some ways to maintain a good relationship? Pretty good one. Good relationship and life balance. Yeah, pretty good one. They, do that. they want the answer to the world, they, don't they? They do. And it's like, it's once you, it's opening Pandora's box, really. Once you, <laughs> Is it once, now? Yeah, because once you've answered this question, then you should be set for every other relationship that you've got. So, that is fairly true. Yeah. So, so what are your thoughts, Jack? Mine? Well, I mean, I think it actually expands as well. If we look at, you know, love relationships and friendly relationships, they're a bit the same, but they're a bit different as well. So I think based on my experiences and my lack thereof of love, um, like love relationships, I think we'll just go into friend zones for me. Friend zoning, <laughs> by the way, is awful when that happens to you. Um, I think that, you know, obviously disrespecting their opinions and just basically being good people. It's It comes down to the old adage, you know, treat someone the way that you want to be treated um, and just make sure that you, you know what the relationship is about that you know 
what is in the relationship for you. If you want to go certain steps, respect if the other person doesn't want to go to those steps and just go together slowly. Um, and just have a mutual respect for each other. I think that's, that's it in a nutshell. Um, I think with that question, mm-hmm. I, I presume you're in a relationship at the moment and you want to maintain your relationship with the, your life balance. I think with that, um, from speaking from personal experience, all you have to do is just trust your significant other. And, you know, um, speaking from experience, I, I used to date this guy. Not, It was a great relationship, don't get me wrong, but... Um, I found that I was lacking trust in them because I was terrified of being cheated on or whatever. So, you know, at the same time, having trust in them to do whatever they do and having trust in them to trust you while you do your own passions, you can't stop your own life. You can't, you know, hold your life just to pursue a relationship because that's just really unhealthy and really unbalanced. So I, I reckon trust them but also pursue your own passions and hobbies yeah because you don't want to you don't want to like you've obviously got and as you were saying you don't want to basically give those up for the other person as well you want to exactly right your best relationship is with yourself and if there's anything you could take away from that that is just it your best relationship is with yourself look after yourself before you look after someone else I want to get that on the shirt that is perfect. Oh, how <laughs> beautiful. I want to tweet that. that is, like, if we had a Twitter account, which I knew of, we'd tweet that. That is amazing. Twitter.com forward, forward slash The Naughty Root Show. If you find show. that, we'll, we'll tweet it. And it's like, it's perfect. I'm just, I'm so <laughs> sure right now. Yeah. So um, just in case this, I'm not sure whether this person is wanting like specific like pointers of mm-hmm. what they, like how they might do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I am in a relationship and I'm also a very busy person mm. I you know I do I go work I do uni I you know come into sin I do the naughty rude show yes. as well as you know maintaining a social life and all of these other things mm. and sometimes it can be really hard to maintain you know what you need to do whether that's uni work or work so you know the necessities as well as you know the the fun parts of relationships and other parts so I you know I'm someone I, I do deal with trying to come up with that balance whether you don't want to you know neglect your significant other because you're focusing too much on you know work or you know your head's always at work but you also don't want to you know fall behind at uni or something because you're spending too much time or you know your head's always where you know in your relationship so I think like a good way is to to sort of set your boundaries and you know where Mm. where you want to be in the relationship so maybe just say you know listen at at this point I've just got a bit much on Mm. maybe I need um I just need an extra couple of hours here to finish off this for work or for school or, yeah. you know, what whatever it is that you might need to balance. Mm-hmm. And then sort of making dedicated time for each aspect of your life. So I find it's good to say, okay, so I'm going to set aside this afternoon to get my work done and that way I can enjoy the time that I'm spending with my significant other in yeah. In that sort of way. So that's how I like to balance it. I also like to write lists. I don't know if that... That's just how I manage my life. I'm a list <laughs> person too. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, this these are very, like, very sort of general ways that yeah. people can maintain their, um, you know, their relationship life balance. It, mm. It's really... It does depend on people. But I think if you're not really sure if you're doing it right, ask your partner what is or isn't really working for them yeah. and the same whether it's you know a significant other where it's whether it's your sister whether it's your friend yeah mm-hmm. you know whoever it is just sort of say hey um this is you know, is this 
working Mm. Or I'm sorry that I might have been a bit distant because I've got a lot going on. It's it's all that kind of thing. God, this is this is open Pandora's box, Jack. You're I'm, right. I'm going. I'm going. I mean, funnily enough, I'm actually going through that right now. Oh goodness! It's hilarious because um, one of my best mates. He like we message each other on Facebook and we have a banter, which is great. And that's what friendship is, I reckon. Half of it is banter. Half of it is is in all seriousness. You know. So he'll say something and then I won't respond because either I'm doing work or I'm on air or whatever. And he'll say to me, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? I'm sorry. What have I done wrong? Etc. And I'm just thinking to myself, God, like, give me some time. Like, I know I'm usually really active on Facebook. Just for this one moment that I'm not active, just back off. You know, and just understand <laughs> that I've got a life and that, you know, that I have things to do. And sometimes social media isn't at the priority of you know, at the forefront of my thoughts. Yeah, yeah so it's about, like, respecting each other's boundaries or well, just what they can give you at that yeah, moment. Yeah, well, it's like I, like, I don't consider, like, my boundaries breached, but it's like, well, if I'm not responding, acknowledge that and go, well, all right, I might just back off for half an hour and then send him, send him a follow-up, because he may have seen it, but then he may have forgotten about it half an hour later. So, you know, maybe just acknowledging that people have time, people have lives. So, yeah. So it's all, all about communication. It's all yeah, exactly. And maybe right. maybe just uh, taking a step back and thinking where someone might be at. Yeah, mm. totally. Now we have another question by Anonymous. Mm. Uh, just a reminder that you can send in questions which are anonymous, and you, if you're on Tumblr, they cannot be anonymous as well if you yeah. choose to be. Uh, so, a question from Anonymous asks What's the best way to get to know someone when there's sexual chemistry and tension between both of you and mm. to take things further slowly? Interesting one. Yeah, it is a it is an interesting one. What do you think? Well, the best way to get to know someone with with sexual, sexual chemistry. chemistry, just oh. go for it. I reckon. Yeah. You reckon? Well, I mean, what can you do? I mean, no, I yeah. feel like when when there's tension, people mm. people both know about it, yep. and you sort of. It's like an elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about. Oh, but but you sort of you do. You do I mean, you do want to talk about it, but at you the same do, time you're, you're waiting for some man yeah, waiting for someone else to. But here's the thing, though: they want to, you know, talk about how to get to know someone. So I reckon just start off slowly, go into it, but start off slowly, like, hey, you know, I want to catch up for coffee or like mm. a friend, and then you know. Once you get to know each other better, maybe advance into the sexual chemistry part. Or, you know. Yeah, yeah, because I guess it can be quite tricky if there's some, if there is sexual tension or chemistry, or maybe mm. a sexual history between you and someone else. You might not take the time to get to know each other on a personal level. Yeah. So yeah, I really like the idea. I'm all for a coffee date, but mm. yeah, maybe ask each other to catch up for, you know, for for something that's not going to involve in. Lights off in the bedroom. Mm. If if you'd like to keep it a little bit more, yeah, G-rated bit or G-rated, yeah, yeah, catch up over coffee. Totally. Yeah. Go, go to a museum. I don't know. A museam. What what do the what do the youth do these days? Well, we don't dates? go to museums. I'll tell you that right now. What I like museums. museums. Anyway, oh, wow. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking of activities that might not end up in in that their furthering. Pants. <laughs> maybe in their pants. <laughs> but whatever works for you, I I reckon yeah. Yeah. Just start off as a chat, and yep. as you said, you know, do whatever activity that doesn't involve physical activity together. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, speaking of um. Yeah, speaking of uh. That Physi- physical of activity. activity. Yes. What what better way to uh to continue Segway. this yes. than, with, than with a bit of Rihanna with a bit of S, S and M. M. Wow. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show with uh, Jack, Tess, and Felicity. S&M by Rihanna on the Naughty Rude Show with Felicity, Jack and Tess. 
Why did I send the S? I have no idea, but uh, I've done it and it's happened. Um, and we've got more questions on the on our Naughty Rude Tumblr, so the Naughty Rude Show dot forward slash ask. Send in all your Ooh, Naughty Rude questions. Yes. There and we, we go. Will, we will answer them for you. And our anonymous asks: My boyfriend and I have been together for a while, and we are starting to talk about having sex. I think I want to, but he's just a bit more confident about it than I am. How should I go about this? Okay, there's two things to unpack here. I think the first thing and the main thing that came to my mind straight away is that, look, I think you just need to be open about it and you just need to go, well, if he's... Look, if he's confident, he'll... Uh, I, uh, I was going to say assist, but it's not really the right word, but he'll walk you through it. Like, I'm, I'm talking completely no knowledge here, so I'm going to need a little bit of help from the ladies in the room. <laughs> um, so, but like, what do, what do you think? Like, my theory is that the guy, that the guy would... Like, uh, well, I assist think, the woman in this? Well, well, maybe if... I mean, I think generally if there's someone in, you know, in the in the relationship that is more confident, that they're probably going to maybe take the steering wheel a little bit. But I think before we look at who's going to drive this encounter, mm. um, I would just encourage the, the person who'd, who's asked it just to make sure that they are... Um, they are sure that they want to do it. Before. Consent is really important, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah before totally. they before they make the decision, and I'm sure that your your boyfriend um, would be would be okay with that if you just tell them where you're at. Yeah. But it is important to talk a bit more about. Uh, consent, consent, yeah, and what that actually means. I mean, it is a serious, it is a serious matter, and it's it's got legal implications if it's not not given. So, if we look at consent and the legal age um, in Victoria, what do you think it is off the top of your head? If you, if you had no knowledge whatsoever, what do you think it'd be? Eighteen, sixteen. Explicitly? What do you think? Ah, uh, it is 16, 16. Right? It is 16. You're right. So, you know, it is 16. And we need you need to obviously make sure that 16 um, and that both parties are both consenting in this. Um, and we also need to consider, like, if we look at um, abuse and thing, abusive relationships and things, now it's going into a bit of heavy, um, heavy territory here. Um, but if you look at inappropriate and abusive um, sexual behaviour, um, there are three factors that um, must be considered in order to um, evaluate this sexual um, behaviour or abuse, that be. So one, obviously, is consent, which is obvious. Um, the, so the three elements are um, understanding what's being... Um, proposed without confusion, so they both need to be clear about what is happening. Um, knowing the standard for what the behaviour, uh, knowing the standard for the behaviour in the family, um, i.e. or the family, or the culture, or the race, or whatever it may be. So there's obviously cultural, um, there could be cultural differences throughout the, um, in the relationship, so we obviously need to be aware of that. Um, having an awareness of possible consequences of this, such as um, punishment, um, pain, pregnancy, or disease. And obviously, if consent was given you need to be known, is it done without a condom? Is it done with a condom? And once that consent is given, once that knowledge is known, then going through and accepting what happens thereafter. Um, having respect for an agreement or just agreement um, without repercussion. So obviously something could go wrong. So we need you need to be um, respectful of that. Um, and having the competence uh, to consent. Now, this is also very important. So you know, obviously need to make sure that one or both of the parties aren't under the influence of any drug or alcoholic um, or intoxicating liquid, um, and so they're both able-bodied and both of sound mind um, 
to participate in this in this act. The second thing, obviously, is um, quality, and this is also very important for us at the Naughty Rucho with LGBT and things like that, but I don't think we're going into this sort of territory. Let's have a look. So equality relates to the balance of power in this. Now, that's obviously very important. If we look at two parties, uh, one of which one person might be 20, the other might be 12. Now, that is obviously that is not consensual. That is, that is illegal. However, um, I'll use a better example. If we look at... Uh, we'll look at a 16-year-old and a 24-year-old. So obviously, there's, a, there's an age difference there, and there's obviously a power difference. Um, so looking at this, if we look at equality relates to the balance of power and control in the relationships, uh, indicating of in, uh, inequality includes size and weight, difference in... Uh, and, and differences in intellectual development, uh, in differences in power, difference and more, uh, more, uh, more subtle, and they are established prior to the sexual interactions. For example, um, a, strength, a strength difference may be have been established in an earlier um, or an earlier event. And then the third third thing that we need to establish is the. The coercion as well. Now, this is also very important. So, in co in considering the final factor of coercion, um, this determined that the coercion is a peer uh, peer pressure put on one child or another party um, by another to to achieve achieve compliance. Such pressure can be placed on in a con uh, in, in a continuum. The the law of which may be implied uh, authority, manipulation, trickery, or bribery. The top of the continuum may include physical force, threats of harm, or overt violence. So they're the three um, elements of um, abusive and uh, non-consensual um, uh, sexual encounters or intercourse as it would be So known. yeah, that does really mm. break down, I guess, the, the specific parts of consent. Um, but we will chuck in um, a couple of helplines just in case this may have brought up anything difficult for you. Yeah. So uh, first is Lifeline. The number for that is 13 11 14. Second, Kids Helpline. So that's 1800 55 1800. Q Life is 1800 184 527. And the last one is Beyond Blue. So the number for Beyond Blue is 1300 22 46 36. So if you need any, um, if you need any help or if you feel like uh, any of this content has brought up something difficult for you, don't hesitate to give any of those helplines a call. Exactly right. And of course, Lifeline is, a, is Lifeline and Kids Helpline are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So always, there's always someone to chat to if you um, feel uncomfortable as well. Yes, but back to um, back. I guess back to the the question. Mm. Um, I would say to the person. So the question that was asked is, um, you know, whether or not the you know the 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 person who's sending the question has said that their boyfriend and her them have been together for a while. Yep. They're starting about um, talking about having sex, mm. and one of the parties is more confident than the other. How should they go about it? Um, as well as making sure that the situation is completely consensual. If you yep. do decide to go ahead and having sex, mm. just just be open. Let the um, and let each other know where you where you are, yep. like where you how you feel about it. Yeah, that's my thoughts yeah I agree and I think and I agree completely um, and just making sure it is safe as well um, but yeah making sure that you both both know what you're entering into um, and you both acknowledge that what would happen thereafter if anything was to happen so yeah I think just being completely open and um, open to um, the consequences of, of their actions
whether it be pleasurable or otherwise. <laughs> Hopefully pleasurable. Yes. We want it to be an enjoyable experience for everyone if you're getting a little naughty. Mm. Um, if you do have any other questions that you'd like us to uh, answer for you or just to discuss, uh, we have our Tumblr inbox open and we are always wanting questions. The link for that is www.tumblr.com. Oh, no, sorry. Goodness no. me. Oh, my God. I'm terrible. Like... I've jinxed myself. The, you have. It's thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Yeah. Yes, make in, sure you go to that. In link. your defence, it is a bit of a mouthful, so we can't. It you know. It's a mouthful, and I just so happens that I'm reading the link that's uh, in the <laughs> inbox, which is totally my bad, everyone. Um, and I think to uh, to spice this up, we're going to chat yes. on a bit of a, a spicy tune. Mm. Now, how do you guys feel about Fergie? Fergalicious, because um, she's coming into your waves right now. Here we go, Fergalicious. Fergalicious by Fergie Ferg. Oh, that is absolutely my favourite song of all time. Yes. You guys missed out the ultimate rap by Tess. She knows every lyric to that song. I do know every lyric. Well, let's be honest here. Not every lyric, but that, that rap... Oh my lord, it was amazing. I was looking at you, just my mouth... My jaw was on the floor. I was just, I was just looking at her, just thinking... That's amazing. You're in the wrong career, girl. You need to go to. You need to be a rapper. I need to be a rapper. Yeah. See, I don't think I'd be a very good rapper. I think I'm just good at copying um, works of art like Fergie's rap, Fergalicious. Well, I she she's she's a, a tr- she's a true role model. She is. Oh. But I, I go with how do we go with that? Oh well, yeah. I, 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 I really I think Fergie has made some real bangers, and I shamelessly love her and the mm-hmm. Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. There we go. It and I do. There we go. So yes. I do. I do love to break it down to a bit of Fergie Ferg, and I like. I'm glad that you guys appreciated it. Yes. Well, unfortunately, she left the Black Eyed Peas, but we won't unpack that. Oh, um, <laughs> oh it's too soon. Too soon. I know, right? <laughs> well, we do have more questions on our Tumblr, so the Naughty Rude Show forward slash ask. And we've got a question from Anonymous. Hello, Anonymous. How are you going this evening? And the question is, do, Emma, do you feel women ever fantasise about themselves? Let's just get a yes or no answer on that one. Do you think? About themselves? Hang yeah. on, so that, hang on. the question is, do but, women fantasise about themselves? Do I fantasise about myself? Mm. Is that what it means? Yeah, well, this is what it says here, and it's a bit... It's a bit brief, but do we get a yes Oh, or? hang on a second. So there's a little bit more to the question. So do okay. women fantasise about themselves, and if so, is it with one guy and two women or themselves with two uh, guys? That's sort of fantasise. Uh, I've got you now. Uh, right. Well, I think sense. the answer is yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. I do. And I think everyone, women or men or otherwise, has sexual fantasies. Definitely. Um, and it would depend on the person, whether they fantasise themselves with one guy, two guys, all girls, all guys, all what? You know, mm. whatever tickles your pickle. Wow. What do you think, Felicity? Um, obviously, I do fantasize about myself with guys or in girls. Um, I don't know. I, f- I think it's pretty normal in this context because. You know, we we hear people talking about, you know, sex in movies in itself already and, you know, they have been exploring, you know, how to portray sexual uh, fantasies and sexual needs uh, within women. Um, Take, um, what's her name? Amy... Schumer? No. Amy Uh, Schumer, yes. Oh, wow, mind reader right here. Amy Schumer, I reckon that's her name, Amy Schumer. Yeah. She... I remember there was this movie that was really... She was playing a girl where she was sexually com- uh, promiscuous. Right. So, you know, she was saying, oh, you know, 
it'd be so cool if I had a massive orgy with a group of guys, blah blah blah. And right. you know, in in uh, in society nowadays, I think that's pretty normal. If you take this like back fifty years ago, I reckon no, but. Yeah. Well, maybe it's not as okay to openly fantasize. Yeah, that's no, true. Yeah. But since I mean, since the that's true. Since the the start of the world, I think people of it's just our primitive nature as you know, people as sexual beings. People always yeah. have things that they would like to do. Whether this fantasy is with, you know, fantasy is to, you know, procreate, or whether that's to have a have a cheeky night with a mm. with someone. You I know? just thought of something as well, just on the idea of fantasies. Now, mm. if you're in a relationship, and I'll direct this one at you, Tess, since you are in a relationship, if you fantasise that you're having having sex with someone else and then oh. you tell your partner, is that cheating? Because you've, you've dreamt it. Wow. So this we're going into the... We're tiptoeing into the Deep realm of end. cheating. Mm. Um, okay. Well, on the, on the topic of cheating, I think... Topic uh, cheating is very much. It depends what okay. what you consider it. So some people will say, okay, it's only cheating if you're physically doing it. Mm. There is also so many different, you know, ways that people may or may not cheat on each other. There's nice. emotional cheating. So you mm. might you might really make yourself um, make yourself emotionally available to someone else and maybe share some things that your partner perceives as being right. unfaithful. So my perception yep. of cheating is whether you're being mm-hmm. dishonest yep. to someone. So, uh, yes, uh, I'm, I've, I've dealt with a few unfaithful partners, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and it's, it does, it really bloody sucks. Yeah. I'm, I've got to say it. So... Mm. Well, I I I think my but I also I'm also a very open and reasonable person in that if I I understand that everyone I mean we have our everyone as everyone is a, essentially if everyone is a sexual being mm-hmm. people are always going to be attracted to other people yep. so being attracted to someone else is mm. in in my opinion isn't cheating but it's how you act on those feelings yeah, so let's just say I walk down the street and I see a, a see a, a cutie mm. I might be like ooh hello mm. and I'll you know I'll acknowledge that people are attractive and I think yes. it's it's a bit I think it's a bit narrow minded to not yeah acknowledge it's that you nature, find you know? absolutely mm. we we're always looking out for well, we look around and we see attractive people. Yep. And I might say, ooh, hello. Well, hello there. Hello How there. You? Oh, and, you know, I might see an attractive uh, an attractive man or attractive woman and yep. just say, well, hello today. I wouldn't mind a piece of that. But yep. I... But you probably, wouldn't tell your partner that. Oh, well, I probably... It would depend on the context, but I probably yeah. wouldn't give mm. him a call and say, oh, I just saw a really... <laughs> a real hottie walking down the street. Mm. Want to, you know, would get you it on with that, them. Though? Would, no, I wouldn't though. Yeah, That's I the wouldn't. Thing. Yeah. I wouldn't. So, no. but I mean, some people in their relationship might. So, yeah. yes. I think the longer the relationship has been going, uh, I don't know if it works like that necessarily. It depends on how open you are in a relationship. Yeah, if totally. you are in an open relationship, there you go. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the whole and idea. Open, I yeah. will, I will say as well. Like, yes, I'm in a relationship. It is a monogamous relationship. Yes. So, other people are. It's it's exclusive where we are exclusive with one another. Though, if people are in a um, a polyamorous relationship, for mm-hmm. example, yep. so um, for those of you who may not know, polyamory is where you have um, multiple partners. Yes. They may see someone walking down the street, give their phone uh, their partner a phone call, and say, "I just saw a really attractive person." Mm. It really, and, and that might be that might. Yeah. work for them, you know? Yeah. So I... Depends on the person. It depends on mm. the person. And I think everyone, as human beings, we all have fantasies, we all have yes. urges. We see 
humans who are attractive or who we are attracted to and that's normal. I mean, the argument is, that there's also another argument, let's go back to the dream idea. If I was to say to my partner, okay, well, I had a dream about about this girl and, I'm, we, and something happened and she got really offended, I'd be like, well, that actually didn't happen. And so, you know... That's right, it didn't that, happen. That didn't happen. So why are you... Like, obviously the thought was there and that's where I, that's obviously one side of it. But the, the other side is, well, it didn't happen. So why are you getting so... Like, why are you so offended with that? What is... What's the okay. issue if it didn't happen? So... I suppose maybe she has like a she doesn't have an in-depth understanding of dreams mm. so maybe in her mind she'll be like oh if that ha- is happening in your dream maybe that is what you're imagining or dreaming or you know yeah. fantasizing of so maybe that is that but at the same time dreams happen because you know REM state of mind everything yeah. is asleep and it happens I can go more in-depth I'm trying that. so hard to go back to my year 10 psychology classes so <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh, in basic sense you know whatever appears in your dream you know like the people who have appeared in your dream are people you've seen in real life sometimes you see people you don't even recognize Mm. but that's because you know maybe walk past them subconsciously and just Mm. bam wham bam sham in the brain (laughs) in more sense of the word Um. (laughs) but just going back to what you said uh, Jack about Mm. you know let's say you're in a part uh, in a relationship and you were to tell your significant other that you had a dream about someone else the reason that they might be offended is it might it might tap into some insecurities that they have Definitely so possible. Yeah. i think a part of being in a relationship with someone is sort of res- respecting other people's feelings yes. and they might while yes nothing actually happened they might just take the delivery of that the wrong way mm. yeah but yeah. you of course every every person's relationship is really very different mm. every people Every person reacts differently to different scenarios, so it's it's tricky. Yeah. But we've um, I guess we've we've unpacked it. We've unpa- we've unpacked a few things in this. Little, we have in this little section. If you have a question that yes. you um that you would like to um to ask us, please by all means send one in. The uh, the URL for our Tumblr page is thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. So please do send in all of your naughty rude uh, mm-hmm. questions. Yes. We're going to put on a song for you that is, it's not very naughty or it's very, all very rude, but it is inspiring. It is beautiful. And it is one of our, it is a crowd favorite. Yes. So without further ado, we're going to chuck on some Shrek for you. This is I'm a Believer by uh, Smash Mouth. Coming into your earwaves. I'm a Believer and also both by Smash Mouth. And we've been speaking tonight about gender representation in movies, in media, in pop culture in general. And we just thought we might just unpack a certain a certain reference that we've neglected to tell you all about this, this evening. <laughs> and the reference is Shrek. Okay, <laughs> can you um, tell? No, we, we also thought we would chuck in those little happy tunes because mm. it's a Sunday evening of a long weekend. And we, we're all Shrek fans, so we hope yes. you are too. Yes. But Shrek does send a lot of positive messages. So it this does. isn't totally off. Irrelevant. This yeah. isn't totally off track or irrelevant to our show today. Yeah. And I think if we look at the the message in Shrek and for Fiona especially, she is. And I said I was. We were talking about this before the show. We were talking about like the stuff we we're going to talk about today. And I said, and I quote, "She's a total badass, and it works," because you wouldn't really get that in two thousand and one. That wasn't really a time for women to break out of their shell. Sure, you've got uh, the- two thousand two thousand and one. It, it was. It was okay. But I, I just think Shrek was. 
it was before its time when other you know other cartoons weren't doing that. Yeah, other sure. things in the world were, but cartoons maybe not. But continue, mm. Jack. Sure. Well, if we look at if we look at the start of the movie, and to be fair, you've gone back into the stereotype of the woman in distress, but she she just she blossoms into this independent, feisty woman. And I, I, well, I don't like using the word feisty. That's not a, that's not a good representation. I think to, it is. Is I, it? I love it, yeah, actually. Right. I love people who have a bit of fire, mm. but hey, that's just me. Yeah. Fiery she, lady. And plus, she knows martial arts, too, so that's amazing. There we go. She does. Yeah. Fiona is... She's just what a great lass. She is, and and as we say, you know, you wouldn't get many cases um, of women who show independence, who, you know, but they still have those insecurities about the way they look and the way they interact with people. Because if we look at, um, I think it was about halfway through when she, the sun went down, and she turned into. Shrek, basically. An ogre. An ogre by nightfall. So, you know... I must say, she's a pretty ogre, though. Yeah, I agree with that. But she was still quite insecure about how she looked because she had this image of the beautiful princess and now she's Mm -hmm. been, you know... I guess blessed, but, you know... You know, ogres don't fit the the stereotypical, traditionally beautiful mould. No. There we go. And I think that's what Fiona was battling. And so when she became an ogre, she thought... Maybe, you know, I'm not beautiful anymore. People won't see that. Mm -hmm. But it really sent out this message. Like, I remember watching Shrek and, Mm. you know, it it sends that message that it doesn't really matter if you're green and ogre-y on the outside. If you are a wonderful human, a wonderful person, not even a human because I don't think ogres are technically human. Uh, But if you're you're a good person, Mm -hmm. if you've got a nice, kind heart, then that's what what it's about. Mm -hmm. And... I love that. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's funny because we look at the way that Fiona looked um, and Shrek obviously didn't have an issue with it because, well, she's him, basically. Um, but if you look at Lord Farquaad, and there's a little in-joke in there as well if you don't haven't picked it up already. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he was still very much, well, I was going to say the cliche male, but, like, you know, he wasn't happy with her as she looked. She, he wasn't, she wasn't beautiful. He couldn't accept that. But Shrek could, and ironically, he's not a beautiful person. So it kind of it, it kind of works. I I think that you know. Yeah. I think I think it says more. Like, and we all know that Shrek, while he's a bit, he's rough on the edges. Yes, he is. He's got. He has good intentions and he's a good person, whereas Lord Farquaad was no. superficial. He was a yes. nasty king. And he was. I while mean, he was looking at himself in the mirror the whole damn time. Well, yeah. exactly. And mm. it's also quite ironic because Lord Farquaad also didn't meet the traditional beauty standards. Not at all. No, being, very short. You know, being a very uh, short quad, really. Short, <laughs> wow. Which is, okay. Has anyone realised what that means? Far quad, as in like a long quad reception like leg muscle oh my god that's what it means so it's a it's a play on words so he's he's got short legs not he's a He's not Farquaad, not a long leg. It just blew my mind. Yeah. Oh, my God, Tess. Just I'm just dropping truth bombs for you Whoa. while I look at Shrek oh. through a... I just you realised know, that. I was, yeah. I've always wondered why the name Farquaad was Farquaad. Mm, yeah. I know. Well, that's what it is. So, I mean, uh, yes. Have I, Lord, have I learned the wrong thing for the last 22 and a half years? I think maybe you just haven't realised that one, but it's a, it's wow. a sneaky. It's a it sneaky really one. It I've, I've, I mean, I've studied Shrek quite a bit. Super subtle. <laughs> but Shrek University. Yes, uh, yes, I'm just about to graduate. I've got yes. graduated with distinction from Shrek Uni. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but, like, yes, yeah, Lord Farquaad, he doesn't meet these traditional beauty standards, no. but he's all hung up on that, and it's yes. not nice, but Shrek is a good guy, Fiona is a good person, mm. and... And Donkey is a good animal. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. And I we think, love Donkey, the and, noble steed. No, and I think and that's another thing as well. You know, we we focus on the humans for the last hour and a half, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to focus on the animals and the representation <laughs> of um, animal genders in movies as well. And <laughs> wow. this, this sounds ridiculous. This, even, this no, sounds no, ridiculous even we'll, as I say it. <laughs> we'll, let you, we'll let you go before we cut your mic, Jack. No. <laughs> no. We'll, well, if we look at this, well, what do you... What, you're, you're looking at the computer there. So do you think are you thinking a song or what? Are you, what are we thinking no, here? No, no. Let's I, unpack it. Do we unpack it? Yeah, I, w- I want to sure. hear what you have to say. Let's do it. Okay. So if we look at this, we look at you know the traditional male to female um, relationship. But Donkey, he was in love with a dragon. He's fallen in love with a dragon, and he's seen past the the lipstick and the and the eyelashes and everything else. But he he, he fell acknowledges. In love with a dragon. Pardon? He fell in love with a dragon. He did. Interspecies relationships. Yes. Yeah, interspecial. Yeah. Is that is that a th- yeah. No, it's not a thing. It's not a word. No, I'll but just... we'll go with it because yeah. we know what we mean. I th- no. So that's another thing. Shrek is also encouraging, you know, love in yes. all aspects. Whatever your, whatever your race, whatever your species, whatever yes. your... Mm-hmm. Whatever you're into. And not confining Shrek to the- Go, Shrek's into it. Yeah, and not confining to those stereotypes of interpersonal, inter, interspecial, inter... Um, All of those inter, inters. Everything, everything, every inter you can imagine. I must say, though, talking about interspecies relationships, mm. we are not trying to promote bestiality here, just so you know. No. Oh, yes, yeah. no. there's a fine line. No, we're just no. pro-Shrek. Yeah, we're pro-Shrek. We're pro-Shrek. No, we're Shrek can do no wrongs. But, yeah, we the also... third one, my God. <laughs> We we also um, are very much sticklers to the law here in the Naughty Rude, so yes. yeah, we're just having a bit of uh, friendly banter yes. about Shrek. But speaking of animals, oh, this is oh what this, a segue! This, what a segue! This song is I mean they say it's about an animal of the reptile kind in the title, but we all know we all know what it is. We all know what it. We all know it's not. But we're going to chuck on a bit of Anaconda by Nicki Minaj yes. just for a, a bit of a bang out this Sunday evening. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. Anaconda by Nicki Minaj. Love that. With a bit of a sample from Sir Mix-a-Lot as well, which is awesome. We've had him twice today. It's just been... It's been awesome. I love it. You're I think the our theme of today is uh, Mix-a-Lot and Shrek. Yeah, totally. <laughs> You're on the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation with Jack, Tess and Felicity. Oh, now God. heading back to our Tumblr questions, yes. we have two more to wrap up tonight. Well, I might get I might get the address in there really, really quick, just in case you want to get it in the next four minutes. If you want to ask us, ask us a go. question, thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com, and send us a question in the next four minutes. Hurry up! And if you don't, if you don't, if we don't have time to get it to get to get to it today, mm. well, I couldn't spit that out. No. Um, we will, of course, have time next week on the show yeah, um, to answer your questions. So please send them in. Of course. Okay, so just going into our Tumblr, what are the questions that we've got? So our first question from Anonymous mm. is, why as a male do I sometimes struggle to get it up despite wanting to sleep with someone? Okay, Anonymous. Well, so interesting. I don't know who wants to who wants to take this away in the first instance. Mm. I, I, look, I don't know. I'm going to say something now. I don't know if it's correct or not. Um, I think you just need the thoughts. I think the thoughts are the key to it. I'm guessing. But, look, at the end of the day, I don't know, but the little blue pill will always help you. So, just have that on standby. Is the little blue, blue pill, is that Viagra? Yes. Ah. Yeah. I'm learning a lot tonight. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm surprised you didn't know that. Uh, I think I've just heard of it. I just heard it referred pill. to as Viagra. Mm, but, I mean, maybe maybe this person 
I don't know, maybe they're nervous. I it reckon it, all it is, it has to do with the will. Okay, yeah. we just have a bit of, just a bit of, bit of a termination like that. Um, yeah, but I think that, um, yeah, I think to have a, have the pills on standby. It's not much of advice from me, but <laughs> what do you think, girl? That isn't the only way. I reckon you're right, though. It comes mm. with nervousness because yeah. it's all in your head, really. Yeah. Then again, it could be a physical thing. Quite possibly. Uh, here's the question, though. Mm. Like, have you, you know, when you masturbate, have you been able to get it up yourself? Mm, that is a question. It means that you are capable to, you know, you're yes. capable to capable to get it up yourself. Um, because I have had experience with a guy once and um, he, mm-hmm. you know, we started dating and it took him about maybe three or four months for him to, mm-hmm. you know, get it really hard and get it in there. Okay. Oh. There we go. Okay. Um, but, you know, here's the thing. It comes with practice. If you yeah. are a virgin, mm-hmm. obviously it's going to take a while to, you know, get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um so don't be nervous. Maybe get informed. Read up about you know sex. And ED could be stuff. a thing as well. E- yeah, exactly. And also realizing yeah. that you know everyone is sort of nervous when they might be having their first sexual encounter, and you yeah. will get I less was. nervous. Well, you potentially will get less nervous about it as you go forward. Yeah. Another factor that it could be that is making it difficult for you to get it up in mm. the moment is if you've been drinking or taking some substances. Right. Um, yep. Alcohol can be a factor that means that a lot of um, a lot of men struggle to um, to stay hard while mm-hmm. they're having sex. Mm-hmm. Um, Drugs as well plays a factor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it really it depends. Like I know that there are for for a lot of men it is it is a struggle to um, to have sex if they've been if they've been drinking alcohol. Yeah. A good tip I think as well is to have foreplay first before you actually jump into the sex part because foreplay slows things down to get goes on a pace that you both agree on, and you know that is always a good thing. Um, are we ready to get into the next question, guys? Yeah, so the next question is on a similar vein. Mm-hmm. Vein? Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I just got a bit of a visual. Oh. <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, so the second question um, is for also from an anonymous person. Um, and the question is, when you come too early, how do you deal with the situation? <sighs> mm-hmm. Get a towel. Um, I don't know. It, it, I mean, it could be. Like, that's the thing is when you're having sex with people, things happen and it doesn't always go exactly as mm-hmm. you plan. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. No. Look, it, it, it happens. Just, yeah, either, you know, clean up if you feel like you need to say... I mean, yeah, your, your partner should probably be pretty understandable about it. Yeah. yeah. And perhaps if you finish early and they haven't mm. and you feel like maybe it was a little bit one-sided, the sexual encounter, yeah. maybe in that situation. I know I would like it if, you know, maybe you returned the favour a little bit. So maybe after, so you finish, but maybe your partner would like to... Uh, um, finish as well. To finish as well. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe you could give them oral sex or, you know, go to bed have wandering hands and do a little bit of fondling, mm-hmm. whatever they're into, of course. That's a good mm-hmm. suggestion there. Mm. Um, and also, you know, you got on the topic of just being, you know, understanding about it. Um, don't belittle them, you know. When, on, when it happens... Don't react. Don't mm. rea- don't react too quickly. Ha- actually, have a think about it because I know I've done it before. I've my my I'm quite a very expressive person when it comes to my facial expressions. So mm. you know, sometimes I do 
catch myself off guard and the guy off guard as well because you know it, it comes as a surprise surprise and you know you do get a little disappointed and that's okay you have every right to be disappointed but at the same time you do need to be aware of your sexual partner's feelings mm. um, have a think about how you want to react to it at the moment obviously you know my advice is not to belittle them mm. well I mean at the end of the day he, he could be embarrassed about it as well yeah. so it's not going to it's not going to help the fact if his partner is giving him grief about it so you know it's not going to Look, acknowledge that it has happened, but don't make a big song and dance about it because he's probably feeling awful. Yeah, so. I yeah. reckon Tess is um, um, a recommendation of just you know finishing off the other way is the best way. If if, if you feel like there is more to go, mm-hmm. um, if your partner isn't isn't done, or maybe I mean it might be that they are not not wanting to continue, but ask, mm-hmm. and then that might be the way that you can. You know, compensate for yeah. perhaps finishing early, but keep by communication no, open. Yeah, keep the yeah. communication open. We're big advocates for the communication. It's here. been a running ke- running theme throughout tonight and throughout oh, last week as well. Throughout life, yeah, I, definitely. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good one. But yeah, hopefully that helps to um, to answer your question um, mm. of what you could do when you when you do come early when it's unexpected mm-hmm. and maybe you want to you know continue it on and maybe offer a little bit more to your partner. Mm. So yes. Yeah, I think we're done. I suppose this is us for tonight. Yes, yes because the, the 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 clock is quickly approaching the hour of ten, ten. which means that the naughty rude show has to it's, come to an end. Come to an end. We can't go any through any further because who knows what we'd be talking about at eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock at night. <laughs> if this is what we're at already, I know, right? <laughs> well, we do have um we do have a, a nice song to finish it off for you. But thank you very much for tuning into the the naughty rude show tonight, everyone. Yes. And we'll have that podcast. We'll have the podcast of today's show on iTunes and Omni for you in the next couple of days. So if you want to listen back to our flawless advice and Shrek references, that's also very important. And that's um, it. If you want to listen back, you can as well. No worries. Thank you, Jack. Now, that's it from us. My name is Felicity. I'm Tess. I'm Jack. And we will, with the three of us, we'll be back for our final show next week. We'll see you then on Sin Nation at 8 o'clock on a Sunday night. You can listen to The Naughty Rude Show live 8 to 10 p.m. every Sunday on Sin Nation. So, so, so scandalous.